Welcome to the Corporate Minister Podcast, a safe space dedicated to the hearts and minds of African-American men. Today's work environment presents some unique challenges for Black men, and they can sometimes feel overstressed, overburdened, and at the same time undervalued and underappreciated. The Corporate Minister Podcast is about speaking a word of support, encouragement, and healing to the men in these spaces, as well as to those who love and support them. We also seek to provide a means for others to understand these men, their hopes, dreams, and challenges, in order to bridge the gaps and create a dialogue. Our guiding principles in these discussions are the Word of God and the love of Jesus Christ. Our bedrock scripture, and the one that underpins all of our work here, can be found in Matthew 11, 28 and 29, where it is written, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. With that, we welcome you to the Corporate Minister Podcast, presented by your host, the Reverend Dwayne Dixon. Welcome to the Corporate Minister Podcast. My name is Dwayne Dixon, and I serve on the ministerial staff at Progressive Baptist Church in St. Paul, Minnesota. I'm also a technology executive, and I've been in corporate America for more than 25 years. My calling is to minister to the needs of men who are sometimes forgotten, educated men of color. The world sees job titles, the degrees, the outer trappings of success, and often draws the conclusion that these men don't need ministry. My experience has taught me that nothing could be further from the truth. My objective here is to bring a word from the Lord that will serve as a beacon of hope, solace, and encouragement. Every few weeks, we address one particular topic, stress, fear, pressure, male bonding, failure, and success, and we see what the Word of God has to say about it. From there, we bring in a guest speaker and explore the topic in a bit more detail, and with a little bit of luck, you hear something that blesses you. About that, I want to hear from you. Please drop us a line at thecorporateminister at gmail.com. Again, that's thecorporateminister at gmail.com. Send us your thoughts, your feedback, and your ideas. I want to make this a space that's comfortable and relevant. And on that note, let's get started. I want to start by addressing a question I've been getting a lot. A lot of people have asked, why am I always talking about fraternities? Dwayne, you always mention the fraternity affiliations of your guests, your frat brother this, a good brother of that. What is that all about? Well, in today's episode, we're going to address that. I'd like you to spend some time with me as I explore the topic, finding your fraternity. It's never too late. Our scripture comes from Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 10 and 12. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation of the Bible. Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Now let's do a little bit of background on that scripture. Ecclesiastes was written by Solomon. Solomon was the son of David. You know, David and Goliath, David and Bathsheba, King David, David, the man after God's heart, that David. Well, he was Solomon's daddy. 
when Solomon became king, he asked God for wisdom and he became known as the wisest man in the world. Solomon studied, taught, judged, and wrote. Kings and leaders from other nations came to Jerusalem to learn from him. But with all of his practical insight on life, Solomon failed to heed his own advice and began a downward spiral. Near the end of his life, Solomon looked back with an attitude of humility and repentance. He took stock of his life, hoping to spare his readers the bitterness of learning through personal experience that everything apart from God is empty, hollow, and meaningless. So to summarize, we have the wisest man in the world looking back on his life, sharing the wisdom of his years, and he tells us that going it alone is unwise. So let's bring that forward to today. In previous episodes of The Corporate Minister, we've discussed the loneliness of leadership. We've talked about connections and connectivity. We've talked about networking as a blessing. See those common themes? The road that many of us travel today can be very different from the places we started from. A lot of our boys from the neighborhood didn't make it as far as we did. All of us can point to situations and say, there before the grace of God go I. But we are under constant pressure to not forget where we came from and to keep it real. Well, how do we handle it all by ourselves? I'm a firm believer that one of the most dangerous problems facing educated men of color is isolation. I often say that for the average black man of any age, if he's not in church or if he's not in a fraternity of some kind, he may have few or no quality relationships with other men. So who validates him? Who comforts him? Who does he call at three o'clock in the morning when he's sitting on the edge of the bed with a pistol in his hand? I agree 100% with Solomon's words. Let's revisit our scripture. Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. And that is why I speak so often about fraternities and fraternal relationships. Personally, I'm a member of four different fraternal organizations. I've been a member of Kappa Kappa Psi Band Fraternity for 42 years. I've been a member of Iota Phi Theta Fraternity Incorporated for 41 years. I've been a member of Sigma Pi Phi Fraternity for three years. And although it's not Greek lettered, I've been a member of 100 Black Men for 19 years. Each one of these organizations has created and nurtured friendships that have gotten me through some tough times. Almost every guest I've had on the corporate minister was someone I met through one of these organizations. And I am confident that when the time comes, the men who carry my casket will be members of these organizations. I believe that it's crucial to our survival that we not allow ourselves to become isolated and these groups allow us to be in the company of men who understand one another. Marriage, faith, parenting, careers, these are all areas where it truly helps to have someone to be able to call and say, brother, I need some advice, or just, man, I need a listening ear. 
Now, you may be saying to yourself, Dwayne, that sounds all good and well, but I never joined the frat. What about me? Well, guess what? It doesn't have to be a Greek letter fraternity. It can be a club, a community organization like 100 Black Men. It can even be a men's Bible fellowship at your church. The key is to place yourself in a situation with like-minded men who can provide you with support. Now, I hear some brothers saying, I'm too old for all of that. I'm way too far down the road. I totally disagree. As a matter of fact, as we get older and some of our responsibilities taper off, like Solomon, we often get reflective and we can decide it's time to give something back. Just this year, a very good friend of mine who I've known since college, a brother in his 50s, mentioned a strong desire to get involved in an organization where he could do something to help young people. He's a very successful businessman. He and his wife are empty nesters with three grown children. I suggested that he look into 100 black men. He did that. He liked what he saw. And I'm sure that before long, he's going to be a member. And oh, by the way, don't overlook joining a fraternity in your later years. I have two longtime friends, both in their 50s. One lives in Louisiana and one lives in L.A., they don't know each other, but their stories are strikingly similar. They both wanted to join a fraternity in college, but life got in the way. Academic workloads, then came careers, marriage, kids, and there never seemed to be enough time. But they both got into their early 50s and decided that it was time to make that move. Both of them, at 50-something years old, pledged Omega Sci-Fi, and they couldn't be happier that they did. When I talked to them about this, they both expressed the need for connection, support, and an avenue to give back, and their fraternity provided it. And on that note, I want to introduce today's guest. We really don't have enough time to list all of his achievements, accolades, and honors, but I'll start by calling him a husband, father, pastor, activist, scholar, author, teacher, and show enough preacher. The Reverend Dr. Otis Moss III is senior pastor of Trinity United Church of Christ in Chicago. Dr. Moss spent the last two decades practicing and preaching a black theology that unapologetically calls attention to the problems of mass incarceration, environmental justice, and economic inequality. Dr. Moss is part of a new generation of ministers committed to preaching a prophetic message of love and justice, which he believes are inseparable companions that form the foundation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He was recently recognized as one of the 12 most effective preachers in the English-speaking world by Baylor University's George W. Truett Theological Seminary. The founder of Unashamed Ministry Group, Media Group, a justice-centered, faith-based agency committed to producing and curating stories to inspire the heart and challenge the mind, Dr. Moss is the recipient of a 2016 NAACP Image Award for his work, which includes providing biblical context and theological support to a myriad of groups and causes, including the Black Lives Matter and Occupy movements. A native of Cleveland, Ohio, Dr. Moss is an honors graduate of Morehouse College. He earned a Master of Divinity from Yale Divinity School and a Doctor of Ministry degree from Chicago Theological Seminary. Germane to our topic today, 
Pastor Moss is a member of two Greek letter fraternities, both of which he, he joined as an adult. He became my fellow archon of Sigma Pi Phi fraternity three years ago, and just last year, he joined Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. It is my pleasure to present the Reverend Dr. Otis Moss III. How you doing, Rev? I am doing well, Dwayne Dixon. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm very pleased that you could join us today. You keep be on the show. You keep really busy, pastoring, writing, filmmaking. Can you <laughs> tell our audience more about what you're up to these days? Well, currently serving at Trinity United Church of Christ. We just finished a few months ago one of our first documentary films entitled Otis's Dream, which is about my grandfather and his attempt to vote in 1946 in the Jim Crow South, better known as True County, Georgia. And roughly about 500,000 people have seen the film and it was deployed in Georgia during uh, the election of Reverend Raphael Warnock wow. and Senator, now both now senators, Senator mm -hmm. John, John Ossoff. Uh, so that has been a part of what the Unashamed Media Group has been doing. And Trinity United Church of Christ has become a food justice and food insecurity center for uh, Chicago. My wife serves as the chair of the Greater Chicago Food Depository, and we are working on doing redevelopment right on the south side, 95th Street. Uh, we have a medical center that we just put up a few years ago, and now we're about to do housing uh, this coming year, and really excited about having housing and medical center on the same property, along with a, uh, hopefully, if we work, negotiate it correctly with the city, um, an urban farm, about a five-acre urban farm, where we're gonna raise food, teach people how to eat appropriately so that they can uh, use a fork instead of a doctor using a knife. All right. All right. You know, I, I'm so happy to hear you talk about the work that you do at Trinity. Um, you may know that I am a Chicago boy born and raised, and I was a Trinitarian for 15 years before I moved to Minneapolis. Ah, greatest church this side of the Jordan now. Uh, watch out now. Careful. <laughs> <laughs> Careful now. Reverend Dr. De Melvin Miller, a progressive, might have something to say about that, but that's all right. <laughs> Here's the thing. You're no stranger to Ecclesiastes 4 and 9. What, what do you think Solomon is trying to tell us in these verses? Well, the beauty of, of the scripture that, that you lifted up for today is it's speaking about community and the necessity of people to grow together, learn together, um, uh, sharpen each other. Uh, as scripture says, iron sharpens iron. And in the in the Israelite community, now the Judaic community, being alone was destructive. Mm. It's necessary to be alone at times, but they are a community that sin doesn't happen alone. It happens in community. Restoration doesn't happen alone. It happens in community. And that is why Solomon is saying two are better than one. There is no lone leader. There is no lone uh, parent. Uh, there is no uh, lone brother. Uh, there is no lone ranger. Mm. <laughs> so. Now, you joined both of your fraternities relatively recently. Can you tell us more about that? Yes, yes. It uh, just last year uh, became a part of Alpha Phi Alpha, and it was a wonderful uh, experience to uh, become a part of this 
a Greek letter organization. And uh, three years ago, as you mentioned, uh, became a part of uh, of the Boule, which has been a tremendous experience. You know, something I wanted to do uh, several years ago, but just did not have uh, the time. Interestingly enough, the uh, the organization in 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 Georgia, I could not do because when they met, just did not fit a minister's schedule very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was either it was either a Bible study or worship going on when mm-hmm. they were meeting. So it just I was just like it just just will not work uh, mm-hmm. for the time period. But I just love what. Uh, many of the brothers were were doing together, especially in the uh, in the community in Georgia. As we think about you know brothers in our demographic who are tr- who are making the mistake of trying to go it alone, um, what would you say to them, especially against this backdrop of fraternities and fraternalism? Mm. Oh, that's a wonderful question. Um, as someone who is uh, an introvert but communicates as an extrovert, <laughs> um, and being a part of of a fraternity was very methodical in terms of my decision to be a part uh, of a group. I found that being in connection with other black men has been very beneficial. I had a crew of people I grew up with in uh, in Cleveland. I went to Morehouse, which is its own fraternity. I might say for every Morehouse brother there, it's, when you go to Morehouse, it is like being a part of a fraternity. Uh, but the necessity to to be connected uh, with like-minded men uh, who are progressing in the same direction. And as I said to my brothers, I wanted to be around other brothers who are committed to the development, uplift, and liberation of the Black community. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. These are unsettling times um, for all the reasons that you and I know as ministers and for all of the reasons that our listeners know as just living through them. How does this message speak to such a time as this? <laughs> that, that Solomon is really speaking to us in the moment of social isolation of COVID. That two are better than one. This is the moment where people who are isolated are experiencing anxiety and depression. This is the moment where we need to be connected. This is the moment where we're re uh, defining what it means to connect. So we are zoomed out in some le- on some level. At the same time, Zoom has allowed us to to reconnect uh, with people who we normally wouldn't be talking with. For example, our family uh, has a Zoom time. Uh, my niece put together, and now we are bringing people from all across the nation, sometimes outside of the U.S., to have conversation. Where before. It was a phone call here, phone call there. We're waiting for uh, the uh, the next holiday, mm-hmm. but now we are setting time aside so that we can we can reconnect. And it's beneficial uh, when you are socially isolated, and especially when you're checking on the seniors, the elders in your family and your community. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, it's been said that beside emphasis on beside, every great man is a great woman. What would you say um, to the women supporting men of color, um, to, to, to these men who, who might be isolated? What, 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 what advice would you give to the, to the women? First, I would say thank you. Uh, <laughs> 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 Come on. Start right there. Come on, preacher. Say thank you for, for, for blessing brothers all across uh, the globe. 
uh, but in these social isolation times, it has become incredibly important uh, to have uh, a voice, someone to also sharpen and shape vision uh, to partner with in terms of raising children and one who is a prayer partner in mm, these moments. That's right. And to have a person who is your partner, your spouse, your girlfriend, your friend, your confidant, and the chairperson of your board of advisors. Yes, sir. Is extremely important for your own personal and spiritual development. And I would say to every sister, you need be you need to be the chairperson of the board of advisors uh, for the gentleman that you are walking with, uh, because unfortunately, men are socialized to operate solo, but we are spiritually designed to operate in connection. Are there any resources around this? Books, websites, information that you'd like to share with our audience? Yes, I would. There's a wonderful book I would encourage every couple to get. I would encourage every family to get. There's actually two that you want to pick up. But for couples, it's a book by Susan uh, Stabile entitled The Path Between Us, mm. an Enneagram Journey to Healthy Relationships. But it's really part two of a book that is called The Road Back to You. And it uses this wonderful system to really understand who you are, who your partner is, uh, how to communicate with your partner so you're not creating fires, uh, but you are uh, tilling the ground so things may grow. And it's also very helpful if you have young people in your life, especially okay. if they're on their way to college or they're about to graduate so that they can begin to discover their personalities and how to deal with with themselves and also how to interact with other people. Okay. The other is I'm a big, huge Howard Thurman fan. <laughs> Anything okay. by Howard Thurman is great. Yes, sir. There's a collection entitled For the Inward Journey. Mm. And Howard Thurman has always talked about community, that trees do not grow alone. Uh, they have to be in soil. They have to receive sun and rain. It says there is an ecosystem, God's economy, that has developed in order for these things, in order to in order for these things to grow. Do you have a final thought you'd like to share with our audience? Well, just to repeat what Solomon says, uh, that uh, two are, are better than one, uh, that I hope that you will not be trying to go it alone in this world, go it alone in this season, uh, to recognize that your gifts can be sharpened when you are connected with someone who is also sharp. Uh, iron sharpens iron. So make sure that you, you are connected with someone uh, who will sharpen the gifts that God has already placed in your spirit. And that's an outstanding word for us to leave on. Pastor, Reverend, brother, I want to thank you so much for, for taking some time with us today to spend time with the audience and share. I just appreciate you so much. Thank you so much. I appreciate what you're doing with the corporate minister. So continue to, in the words of my father, keep on keeping on. All right. Now you take care. Take care. 
Thanks for joining us at The Corporate Minister. We appreciate your spending time with us, and we would love to hear from you. If you have show ideas, prayer concerns, or if you are blessed by what you heard today, please drop us a note at thecorporateminister at gmail.com. Again, that's thecorporateminister at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you, and we'll see you next time.